Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. So mate, let's talk about uh, last month's results in the auctions as well. Like we just uh, came off our, what's the month? It is, uh, excuse me, it is June. We're closing out on June. June was one of our better months for the San Diego County. We've uh, we've sold upwards of $11.6 million worth of real estate uh, over the past three, three and a half weeks. Great. Now let's talk more specifically about the auction event. So we hold an auction event once a month in uh, San Diego. Mm -hmm. We have our own auction room in Del Mar. Yes. Um, And uh, that is something that eventually we look to go to every two weeks because the volume's starting to get up there. You had 18 auctions for that event. 18 auctions. The next auctions we have scheduled, we have 17. uh, And we already have about five bookings scheduled for uh, August, which is obviously uh, a few weeks away yet. So... um, Good consistent so, numbers, mate, coming out of San Diego. Numbers. It, become, it becomes obviously when, when there are some popular properties there, it does become a, a long night. And so looking at obviously seeing if we can try and uh, try and get those numbers up to 20 consistently or so, and then we'll look at chopping it into a fortnightly event. So, mate, out of the 18, we sort of featured for the next event about five of those properties, yeah, yeah. Um, which brings us back to 13 properties. Out of those 13 properties that really went to auction on the night, um, we had yeah, a little, almost 10 of them sell, mate. Is that correct? Um, no, mate, we had 18 actual live properties okay. plus the feature of about three or four others, which made, excuse me, if you were to go into those features and count those, roughly 21, 22 properties. Great, excellent. Okay, great. And, mate, one of the features of the night for me anyway, because, um, anyway, those of you that haven't experienced our San Diego auctions, Jason is the regional auction director for Southern California, so his job is to assist the agents throughout the campaign and really mentor them through the process, act like a, a third-party um, listing agent, so sort of a co-list agent all the way through. Uh, my job is that I come in there and steal the glory on the night up on the stand and be the auctioneer as another fourth party involved. And Jace, one of the features for me of that night was a property that we'd previously taken to auction um, and we'd had bidding on up to about $3.1 million yep. um, and uh, uh, that fell short of the seller's expectation. We chose then to put it back on the marketplace traditionally and it just did not get anywhere near the activity that it was getting when it was an auction. So then we chose to resubmit the property back to auction end up selling it for $3,305,000. So that played out quite well. We had four registered bidders, I believe. Four registered bidders. We had two present in the room. We had two um, that were uh, bidding by the by the phone. Um, and it was, I tell you what, it was a good auction. You know, when uh, the, the opening bid from memory was two point five million. Oh, sorry, 2. it was two point five. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Uh, and then jumped up to, to three and three one where we were at previously pretty quickly. And then um, um, credit to uh, to Maddox Tripetch and Stephanie Tripetch, the agents there. They did a great job in uh, in negotiating that up to 3.305, but also with their seller as well. And the conversation I heard, overheard with, with Maddox on the phone to the seller was simply down to Maddox's work ethic over the past few months and everything that he's done without question bringing the entire marketplace to that property. And at the end of the day, the owner couldn't question that and couldn't doubt 
uh, the market, couldn't doubt his work, couldn't doubt that there was no better price out there because if it was going to be achieved, Maddox was the one who was going to achieve it. Mate, I think that it was an, the decision. It was an outstanding effort from Maddox, and they've come, they've become one of the real powerhouses in uh, in the uh, in the San Diego marketplace for us anyway. You know, they've already listed another three or four auctions for the uh, next auctions. Is that correct? Yes, they've listed three auctions uh, for the next uh, month's auctions, which is great. Um, and I tell you what, the price points that they've been starting to get into and break into the markets well as well are, are well north of the one, two, and three million dollar price. Yeah, point. so more of a luxury price point. You know, and, starting to get there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And, and we're seeing the luxury price points on the coast here in Southern California sort of be a little bit sluggish um, in respect to, you know, traditional real estate. They're staying on the marketplace, you know, that 150, 200 plus days. Um, if you get up over $5 million, it's definitely probably having a birthday for being on the marketplace. Yep, yep. So It's not a celebration. Know, no, it's not a celebration whatsoever. That's a different type of celebration. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess that... You know, using the auction platform, Maddox and Stephanie have certainly made that that an effort. And obviously, they're not the only ones in San Diego that are doing some good business. Of course, we've got Christian Caster down there, Justin Brennan, a few of the other staple people that are. Oh, Corinne Gallagher is doing well as well. She is, mate. She's excellent. I think that you know, Corinne and Maddox are a very good example of of what auction can do in a real estate business early on. Corinne got Rising Star of the Year last year. She's, so she's in her second year of real estate, um, and. Uh, Second, second year, year. Yeah, second year of real know, estate, mate, and she's she's doing extraordinarily well. How many auctions she got on the go at the moment? Uh, she's got five auctions on the go at the yeah. moment. It's terrific. And yeah. then Maddox and Stephanie moving into their second year of real estate as well. Yeah. So, you know, these, these are guys that are writing several hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in commissional dollars, GCI, um, and, uh, and they're going to have some record-breaking years. So it's great to see them go to strength to strength. But I, I guess the topic of this uh, podcast, mate, is really just a bit of a catch-up to make sure that we keep some consistency in the podcasts, but also... Um, we wanted to talk about different price points and different areas doing auction because, you know, I'm in the car with you. You're driving me up to the airport to go up to Reno to do an auction accreditation for 20 of our new agents up there and getting them ready to rock and roll with auction in an entirely different marketplace and entirely different price point to what we've just discussed with Maddox and Stephanie's property at three, four, five million dollars. You know that we that we hit. Not saying that that is everything that we do, but um, but here in Southern California, but it certainly is a much higher price point than what we see in the marketplaces in Nevada. Uh-huh. Also, the marketplaces up in Oregon and Washington and out out in Hawaii and then even up into Canada as well so you know I think that this topic is about not about what properties are great for auction because I've had a fundamental belief my entire real estate career and I don't know if you want to if you have had the same mate but I believe that every single every single property should go to auction okay or could go to auction it just comes back down to whether or not the sellers are the right fit yes I agree I, I, I and I've um and we have these conversations back in Australia as well, quite regularly with, with agents. And um, and a dear friend of mine, Michelle Chick, comes to mind when it comes to um, the auction market in a area where it was thought or perceived that properties and the marketplace and the demographic was not suitable to the word auction and to the process of auction. Uh, and now that marketplace as a whole, not just um, Michelle's business, but as a whole is about 85% auction. Uh, and that, that, that so, transition's been about three years. So, so sorry, you might have mentioned this just then, but what was the, j- just to reiterate, what, how many auctions was she doing previous? Zero. Absolutely none. But what Never about the market? What about the, what about the market that she was in? Because you know, there's a there's a misperception over here that every single property in Australia and New Zealand is auctioned. In and that, that is not the case. In that marketplace, 
uh, prior to the introduction, the big push probably three, four years ago of auction, there would would have been five auctions in that entire market of call it 400,000 people. Uh, there would have been five auctions a year and they would have been bank foreclosed because the average sale price, the demographic down there, uh, it's certainly not a luxury market, Ben. Now, you might, you might, you might think people listening um, might think, well, oh, that's easy. You know, you can introduce auction to a marketplace in Australia or New Zealand because people have heard of it. They know of other areas that are doing it, all that type of stuff. But, you know, people tend to live in their own little bubbles, mate, and it is literally just as much as a foreign concept in some parts of Australia. Now, yes, overall, it is a very, very big predominant way of selling real estate, and people understand what it is. They grow up with a different culture, seeing the word auction, not thinking distress like here in the United States, but you know, at the end of the day, it is still a foreign concept in some places, like the southern marketplace of Australia, being, a, being New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, um, it is very highly accepted. Yeah. Whereas up in Queensland, for example, and I think we've mentioned this on a previous podcast, is that it is not as predominantly used. So, And you're seeing it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow because auctions have increased 100% every year, year on year for the past probably five years mm-hmm. within the Australian marketplaces and the major metro- metropolitan downtown cities. So either way, it is a it, it is a growing fad regardless of where you are in the world because, you know, we like to think that we're trailblazing over here. You know, there are a number of companies that are copying our process regardless of price point because they're losing business to us. And, you know, we'll take that as a big compliment in a way, but you know, at the same point in time, coming back to what we were talking about, like I'm travelling up to Reno, where you know there'll be auctions from anywhere from $150,000 all the way up to probably about $1.5 million, and and upwards depending on what market. Because in the Reno marketplace, yes, that average price point sits at around $200,000, $250,000. Then you can go up into the Incline Village marketplace up in Lake Tahoe with an average price point around $2 million. So, you know, I think that what we're doing here in the United States in respect to price points shows the diversity of what auction can provide regardless of whether it's an oceanfront property that we've we've achieved with auction all the way through to a lot of land or 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 very uh, straightforward property at a very low price point the auction process still rings true but it has to be run particularly well in order for it to work if you stick to the structure if you stick to the process as an agent this is as well the auction process is a checklist and if you tick every box there will be an outcome at the end of the day and that outcome doesn't always have to be a sale most of the time it obviously is Uh, but if you tick the box and if you follow the, the process if you follow the structure the outcome will be there but coming back to you know is it property dependent? You know, you and I have just mentioned and we agree that it is it is really comes down to does auction suit and fit the seller. Now that can come down so, to So so let, let, let's go through the requirements sure. as I think you're about to. Yeah. So give me like not the ideal seller, but let me give you a situation. Okay, let me give you a situation. You answer yes or no whether or not this is the right seller. So it's a divorce situation. You know, they hate each other. Yeah. Um, okay. Or even if it's an amicable situation, is let's that hope. a good situation? Absolutely. Okay. Without a doubt. Reason being, well, they uh, they have an asset together. Yep. They no longer want to be with one another. Therefore, they probably don't want to share the asset or share the memories of that asset any longer. Okay? Yep. It's still a process to get them the very best outcomes so they can move on with their individual chapters and whatever's next in their life. Yep. Additionally, they probably want to get this process over and done with within a particular time frame. So that's that's one of the standpoints is this expedited time frame. Without a doubt. But, but it has to... They have to want to know what the property's worth in the marketplace. They can't be of a delusion of grandeur. But also with regards to the circumstances in the background as well, they may need to know what the market value of the home is. Yep, that's fair enough. So sometimes 
sometimes it's agent dependent, whether or not the agent wants to wants to do auction or not, or wants to say, that, hey, the only way that I'm going to take this business on is because of this, because uh, uh, is, is, if it is auction, because they want to expedite the process, they need the process to ring true with the sellers about market value so that they come to realization quicker. Well, I would argue that, that uh, every property is an auction property, depending on, of course, the seller's understanding. Now, the seller's understanding comes down to the agent's ability to communicate that understanding of yeah. what the auction process and That's platform a good can point. provide. Let's... But the agent's fear is typically what will withhold them from communicating that what the best fear? possible way. The fear of failure, the fear of nobody turning up, the fear uh, that... Uh, nobody turning up of what? Well, nobody turning up to the auction, not receiving offers prior to auction. All of these internal fears, which are the agents to own, do you typically will hold them back and then will justify the seller's decision not to Do you go. think one of the things is fear around what the seller's retaliation is to negative feedback? Yeah, well, I would ordinarily say yes if you're in Australia. When you're here in the US, I'd say no because that's really they handball that job to me to have uncomfortable conversations. My, you know, you talk about yeah, my but on role a greater basis that everyone doesn't want to depend on our regional auction directors. They don't want to depend on the auctioneers. Okay. The other way of looking at that, though, is that uh, if you were taking a property down the traditional path, or in Australia we call that private treaty, obviously, if you were to list the property at a price, um, you still have to have uncomfortable or tough conversations when it comes to lack of offers, lack of interest, lack of showings, and then probably even more uncomfortable conversations about price reduction. But difference is, if you take a property traditionally, there is no time crunch for you to have to do them. It just come when it becomes boiling point. So there's a lot more time in between those tougher conversations or realisations of... Of, of market value. So, all right, let's put another situation to you, Jason. Just a regular family, two kids. They need to move and upgrade their home. They're not in any under, they're not in any time crunch whatsoever. What's are they an ideal candidate for auction? Yes, they're, they're looking at uh, relinquishing one asset in order to upgrade to find something better, bigger, different location, closer to schools, whatever it might be for the family situation, and they need to maximise the dollar value. The auction platform is not... It's about providing a timeline where there is some idea of what will happen and when things will happen. That being said, however, there is no requirement for a seller to sell or for the marketplace to come through in that particular time frame. Now, what that will allow us to do is to bring the maximum out of the market within a condensed time frame. And if the seller does not choose to sell in this situation or it doesn't reach the price point that they need in order for that upgrade, then the worst thing that they, they happen to have is uh, viable feedback on price from buyers that are in the market with the money pre-approved in order to go. And so they will have an understanding of where it is they need to price the property, how they can leverage and maximise on the interest and the momentum that's been gathered up to this particular point with no time pressures whatsoever, but still maximising price. Just a quick question. Do you think you could punch that out any quicker? I tried to go quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to, uh, to, ta- to take notice of Jason's enunciation of what the property is worth. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, I, well, that's so, so, me, mate. <laughs> so what I so what I'm getting out of this this conversation with you and I, mate, is that you and I are on the same page that it comes back down to the seller. But let me throw you a curveball for a second. Go. Seller doesn't completely buy into the auction process, but goes, oh hey, whatever you think. Ideal seller or not? No. Because I've got my opinion. No. I'm not an ideal seller regardless of which way you go because there is going to be an excuse later on if and when the market isn't what they expect. Uh, they're probably going to be a difficult client because they aren't. Be- this is their biggest asset or certainly one of their major assets if they've got a few, okay? Yep. And so they should care. They should want to understand and they should want to know what is best in the entire process around that regardless of which method you choose. Agreed. And so, no, to that I say red flag, difficult seller in that they will probably be a pain in your backside throughout the process. Well, maybe they need 
need but to go through. Blame. The, yeah, maybe they need to go through the, the go through a process of elimination where they put it out there on the marketplace at their own price, and that's where I was going to come in and chime in. Sure. Where Jason was just coming into just then is that, folks, if your seller hasn't one hundred percent bought into the process, because oh yeah, you can do it if you want to do it or whatever it may be, as long as I get my price or whatever they say to you, that potentially is a red flag because what it does is that auction then adds another layer to the volume of excuse. So the property goes on the marketplace, they don't get offers at what they want, so therefore they start to blame the way that you're marketing the property, the exposure. They start to blame you as an agent. They start to then blame so on and so forth. And the final step of the blame or the process of elimination is actually looking in the mirror at their own expectations. Now, put it to you this way, is that auction just adds another layer into the mix that if they are getting offers at levels they're not comfortable with, they're going to blame the auction first. So sometimes it's a smart thing to take a property down the path of traditional first, let them go down the path of putting a price that they're happy with, that they know that they're giving a shot for. Now, folks, if you are a good agent, only give that property two weeks, three weeks maximum, because at the end of the day, if you do... Uh, put a property on the marketplace traditionally at a higher price point, losing that momentum. Everybody always says to us when we're enlisting presentations, Jace, this will resonate with you. Hey, we're in no rush to sell. We don't need to sell. Now, the reality is regardless of whether you're the richest person in the world or you have to actually sell or the, because the bank's foreclosing on you, you want to sell your property quickly because the longer it spends on the marketplace, the tarnished reputation it gets, the less leverage you have in a negotiation, which equals less money in your back pocket. So at the end of the day, folks, the main priority here is that we have to go down a path or a process of elimination with our seller to know that they have the peace of mind. Now, Maddox's is a prime example of this, mate. We sold for three million three hundred and five thousand dollars. Now, what did he buy that for? Sorry, what did he buy that property for? Uh, a lot, a lot more. Than a that. lot more. A lot more. He he bought it for three point eight million. Yeah. Right now, again, he admits that he overpaid for it at the time, and it was an emotional purchase and all of that type of stuff. Smart gentleman, smart savvy businessman. However. The thing that we've got to take into consideration here is him coming to terms with that level of loss was a hard thing okay, for him to come to, but it took time. The property was originally listed on the marketplace with another agent for another couple of agents for years for over $4 million. Then he's ended up coming back down and reducing it. It ended up at around $3.9 million. Then Maddox came to the situation. The property expired. Maddox made a phone call, mentioned our non-distressed auction process that had been specifically designed for a gentleman in his situation. Okay, so he took that. We did a bidding to start from on that property at the time of three million dollars the first time round excuse me 3.2 million the first time round and at the end of the day we ended up getting a lot of activity on the property getting bidding up to that 3.2 million dollar bidding to start from price the seller wasn't in a position to take it he couldn't come to terms at that time point yet even though it'd been it'd been a couple of years of the property being on the marketplace then what happened is that he took it away from auction we put it, put it back traditionally now we priced it at the lowest price he'd ever had on the property but it was still at 3.8 million dollars and there was absolutely no inquiry, absolute crickets, nobody through the front door. So therefore, that was again another donuts, process mate. of donuts, mate. The inside of a donut, absolutely zero. So the the process of elimination came to the point that we re-offered auction uh, because we didn't want to start asking him or beating him over the head with a two by four verbally, asking for a price reduction down. We said, hey, why don't we take it back to auction? We had tremendous interest last time. Let us do bidding to start from at $3 million this time and let the marketplace really accelerate the price up um, with no ceiling. And we were able to do that again. 
provoking new interest and old interest back in the property and end up getting a tremendous result at 3.305. This seller is over the moon with the result now, happy to have it off the books. Highest price that he'd ever, ever been offered for the property since he'd had it on the marketplace for a number of years and a true testament to the process indeed. But folks, even at that price point, doesn't matter because that same situation happens regardless of whether it's $200,000 or it's $3 million. It works exactly the same way in every way, shape and form. The reality is though, folks, is that you just need to make sure that there is a level of communication with your seller because Maddox's getting the seller to accept market value wasn't about them seeing the evidence. Well, it might've been a tiny bit. I think it was a, a, a tiny bit, but it all came back down to going, hey, I know that if, if Maddox can't get me any more money, then nobody can get me more money. That is the market value. You guys have done a great job. Let's take it. Even though it's a tough pill for me to swallow, it's a, let's take it. Yeah. I think it was a great job. I think it was a great uh, campaign all around. And I think it's a great opportunity there for us to really use it as a case study for those properties that have been on the market traditionally that have gone to auction once. Okay. The seller wasn't then in that position, went back down the path of traditional and then again auction. Uh, and then at the end of the day, and as I say, the communication with Maddox to the seller there was, was guys, this, what, what else can we possibly do? And the answer was nothing. That's perfect. That's good. So anyway, folks, I'm uh, just about to hit Long Beach, hit the airport. Um, Jace, my driver, is doing a great job so far. He hasn't managed to cut anybody off or anything like that. We almost got cut off. Oh, we uh, almost did, yes. I managed, right. I managed to not uh, kick and scream about that. No, no, it's good, mate. That's good. It shows good restraint, I yes. guess. Um, but, uh, folks, I'm off to Reno. The accreditation, I'm excited to see those guys. Um, great office up there. It's our number one office in the United States. Number five office internationally for Harcourts. A great operation there. Um, you know, average sale price between two two fifty, and being able to be in the top five internationally with that side of things means running a great business, means having auction well in played and well entrenched in that business, providing it as a opportunity for di a differentiator in their marketplace indeed that they're using. However, then I jump on a plane back over to LA and then straight over to Hawaii for an auction with David Buck over there. A uh, uh, two to three million dollar property bidding to start from at two million dollars. A seller that lives over here in Southern California has seen some of the great work that we've done with auction here and decided, hey, have you guys got a Harcourt's office in Hawaii? Shows the referral network of the business. Guys, we're excited. Jace, what's your week look like? Mate, my week uh, is closing off on a couple more of negotiations. We had a few that didn't quite get across the line uh, last Thursday. So they're in the post-auction setup? Post-auction stage at the moment. Now we sell just over about 10% of our properties within the first week after auction. So I'm certainly hoping that, uh, that we can get these ones away and, and then look and build as we head into the July auctions, mate. Great. Okay, mate. Well, hey, thanks very much for driving me. Thanks very much for the podcast. And folks, look forward to seeing you on the uh, next episode of Rethink Real Estate. Thanks, thanks. guys. Bye.